Hello and welcome to our 117th Roundup episode of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automation, paid media and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right, it's Microsoft Excel. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry or even just getting um, I'll just get my favorite script of the week, which I post every now and then, not every week. Um, yeah, don't, I don't you just like, comment or follow me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram with the handle MindSwanPPC. Um, and just to see snippets and quotes from our previous podcasts and um, and um, just to follow the dedicated, yeah, please just follow our dedicated podcast Instagram page, which is the PPC Chat Twitter Roundup. Although I'm rebranding to it just being PPC Chat Roundup. So look out for that that might be changing soon and actually yeah just as i said that i really do remember that yesterday i did change our instagram handle to ppc chat underscore roundup so yes look out for that the ppc chat underscore roundup is our instagram um dedicated um podcast page um for the yeah, different snippets quotes and um just like yeah information about about the podcast so yeah please follow us there that's ppc chat underscore roundup so this week um yeah it's not as, as melting a day as we've been having in the uk we've had um the the, the weather going up to like the 30s which is in in fahrenheit that's about that's over 80 so around the 90s and above which is not great for us our houses are meant for winter we have double glazed windows you know very insulated walls so yeah we're always okay for winter but we come, when it comes to heat yeah we feel like we're roasting turkey in an oven um but thankfully today it's not it's not as as hot but i'm still very grateful to have my garden door wide open as i record this podcast so yes a bit of fresh air coming in there so i'm in this week's discussion we have the very lovely andrea cruz lead us on the topic of b2b advertising it has been years myself since i've been doing um, paid search for b2b for b2b company it's actually been seven years um so i left most of the answers to the answer of the questions to the actual present day experts um, and just gave a few thoughts of my own of how how things used to be done way back when seven years is a long time in um yeah did our digital <laughs> evolution um but yeah before we get into it drum roll please uh, yeah our quiz of the week um so our topic related question this week is on linkedin and as the discussion progresses i'm sure you'll notice why so question is when did the first ad run on linkedin year only this time so um yeah listen to the end for the answer so andrea um welcomes in saying um yeah we're gonna give a few minutes and uh, to start the journey uh, to start the journey before we start um well it is always a journey this um one hour uh, long episode of six questions six to eight question journey about any given topic which today is um yeah b2b advertising um so yeah andrea goes um yeah on my end this tuesday feels like a thursday oh lord it's it's the worst when you know you, you think it's the end of the week but it's actually just begun um melissa mckee says um busy day hoping to jump in on at least part of ppc chat excited to talk b2b and yeah as you would yeah, you'll be able to tell as the discussion goes on there was a lot of p excitement about this and this was actually some of some people's favorite topic that we've done 
So Andrea goes, um, well, yeah, let's get started. Today we'll be talking about B2B advertising. So here we go. Question one, do you only do B2B or do you tackle other industries as well? So I have, yeah, as I've already mentioned, I did B2B advertising like years ago and it was just that B2B client. I was in-house. Um, but yeah, over time I've done others. I've had loads of non-B2B clients as well. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Melissa McKee going um, B2B only hits or we do at Gyro. So, yeah, so she's going to have Gyro, Gyro. I'm not sure. I'm going with Gyro. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Colin Slattery goes, um, yeah, it's question one saying do much less B2B than I do B2C. So excited to learn from the pros. Yes, a lot of learning will be done here today. Dogar Thomas replies other industries as well. But I really like doing professional services, whether it's B2B or B2C or so somewhere in between. Kirk Williams replies, we primarily focus on e-commerce PPC, but have a few smaller B2B accounts to keep us sharp. Looking forward to learning today and sharing where I can. Um, and then we've got... Um, yeah, Julie replying to this saying, I do B2B and B2C, heavy in B2B at the moment, though. Mark Saltarelli replies, um, I have done 80% B2B in my career. I only dabble in B2C. And right now my clients are 100% B2B and I've never been happier. So, yeah, Mark was very excited for a B2B topic today. Um, Sam replies, we do a pretty even split of B2B and B2C with a little B2B. B2C mix in, B2B2C. So yeah, a mixture of <laughs> where, where one client is both B2B and B2C, I imagine that is. Andrea replies to her question saying, I work in a B2B only digital marketing agency, so tons of lead gen and a few e-commerce B2B clients. Tammy Harris replies to question saying, um, yeah, I'd say we are 70% B2B, B2C and 30% B2B. Some of our clients also serve both. So going on to question two, um, Andrea asks, what is your top issue when thinking about B2B advertising? And in answer to that, we've got Melissa McKee again getting in there first saying filtering out consumers and focusing exclusively on B2B easier with audiences, but still not simple. And then we've got um, Kirk Williams replying to question two saying accurate tracking and attribution, especially drop off from MQL to SQL. So marketing qualified lead to sales qualified lead, unless really solid CRM and tracking in place. So again, I'll reply that. Um, I'll say that again. Um, Kirk Williams replies accurate tracking and attribution, especially drop off from MQL to SQL, unless really solid CRM and tracking in place. And then we've got also Mark Gustafson that replies to question one saying mostly B2B right now, but just kind of how things have gone. I don't discriminate. Andrea replies, but B2Bs are your favorite, right? <laughs> Mark says, haha, it depends on the client to which um, Andrea replies word. <laughs> um, and then we've got um, Andrea herself replying to question two saying quality traffic is the goal while keeping B2B um, away and costs low. Julie Bicini replies to question two, say constantly figuring out ways to make platforms clearly designed for B2C and even more specifically e-commerce work for B2B needs. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies, my biggest hurdle is inheriting a poorly configured marketing automation and CRM stack or Pardot. Pardot even. And I'm trying to get that to a place where we can actually track PPC performance down the funnel and effectively nurture leads. Um, 
And then we've got, um, yeah, Andrea Cruz replying to, to Mark Soltorelli, where Mark had said that my biggest hurdle is inheriting a poorly configured, configured marketing automation and CRM stack. Andrea replied, don't you feel um, B2B marketers have turned into marketing automation managers as well? Um, if a client, PPC, if I, a client doesn't have someone to handle the CRM, it's up to me. Mark replies, that's me too. I actually prefer to be the one managing marketing automation for my clients. We have much more control over results and attribution this way. I've been able to make it a significant part of Cypress, Cypress Notes business. And here it continues. I also love automating things for sales teams and consulting on their sales pro process. That internal marketing automation managers don't always think of. If it gives them more time to follow up and convert my leads, it's time well spent. And Andrea replies, yes, I've seen so many good leads being thrown into a list with no nurturing behind it. And yeah, we've got also Mark Saltarelli replying um, to Kirk Williams' answers to question two, where he said accurate tracking and attribution, especially drop off from MQL um, to SQL unless really solid CRM and tracking in place. Mark replies to this going, um, agree, I don't feel comfortable spending a dime of my client's budget if I can't track this. Driving quality is more important than just driving leads or just driving traffic like literally you just it's you know I, I think with performance marketing it's all about the performance of the clicks that we're always trying to drive not just the clicks to the site um, and then we've got um, Kami Karras replying to question two saying, don't forget the PPC chat hashtag or we won't see the question. First thing, how to laser the focus intended audience. Mm, okay, a little nice suggestion there from Kami. <laughs> Robert Brady replies to question two saying, hearing it a lot, but one more vote on getting rid of consumer leaning traffic or impressions. So yes, yeah. Um, it's all about tracking pretty much is what I'm, I'm guessing he's saying there. Dogar Thomas replies question two, um, same for me. It's really about getting the funds and strategy to hit all the core customer touch points. A $100 e-commerce buy is one thing. Um, sorry, uh, a $100 e-commerce buy-in is one thing. A $10,000 relationship is something totally different. So many B2B plans struggle because they only look for direct response. So then going on to question three, Andrea asks, any interesting trends you are seeing on B2B? Um, and then, yeah, Andrea says, a lot of people complain about low budgets, but according to eMarketer, B2Bs are seeing a large surge in spend and desktop traffic. And yeah, she actually sends um, a link to Glenn Gabe's um, yeah, a tweet saying uh, showing them an increase in spend that was that's been um, pulled from the emarketer.com. Um, yeah, saying that search virtual events, sponsorships, podcasts, and spending on LinkedIn are replacing TV, print, out of home, and in person events and desktop ad spend surges. And I think that's true. I think there was um. ITV has recorded like a 90% decrease in its advertising um, budget. So in, like it's in its advertising revenue of, of people wanting to advertise on ITV year on year. So that's a huge drop in TV. Um, so yeah, without in-person in events, USB TV digital ad spend will hit $8.14 billion, up 22% year on year. So that's digital spend while TV is lacking a lot at the moment. 
And then we've got John Kagan replying to question two, saying often the client thinks the industry and demand is smaller than they realize um, and they they get that tunnel vision. Sam replies to question two, saying B2B tends to be a much longer, much less linear and much more emotional process. This isn't a quick thing that you can forget. It's something that's likely going to be a core part of your life or work for years and can be career ending for some people um and then he continues with that we invest a ton of time into building budgets and models plus projections it's a long-term game gotta set expectations plus identifying milestones understanding our audience creating relevant content content meticulously targeting every aspect of the campaigns etc um, b2b is one area where in my opinion you need to be brilliant at the basics buttoned up in your strategy plus structure b2c mistakes can cost you five dollars a click bad but not outrageous b2b mistakes in competitive spaces cost you a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars much bigger ouch uh, andrea replies to that a common issue i see if moving too slow though since the sales cycle is so long people just sit and wait for something to magically happen and sam says that's what intermediate milestones term i use are for you have to build out plus examine the entire process not focus solely on final which are actually intermediate outcomes so yes it's all about the journey to the final sale not just always the final sale and in reply to Andrea Cruz's um, answer about um, how um, even though people are complaining about low budgets B2Bs are seeing a surge in spend Melissa replies saying exactly this way more desktop search no events if they are happening at all they are virtually no print and out of home more digital so loads of digital is going on in b2b like in the finance sector sector that's definitely a big thing and our like the finance class client i was working with through the the covid times really had an increase um well steady spend at least and some increases in some areas as well even Kamik Harris replies to question three saying the trend is that B2B clients are nervous and edgy about the economy taking a downturn equals to some businesses will not survive. So, yes, that is true. Um, and then Julie Bicini replies saying, I found that B2B starts feeling recession issues before B2C in a lot of cases. For me right now, it is getting clients to breathe and be willing to do the things we need to do to keep things flowing when they get nervous and want to contract. It's hard. And yeah, that's true. For some clients that do not have um, a digital sales cycle where you can get all your things online, I can imagine, you know, this time will be difficult where you actually do you need to see someone face to face to actually do the leads or to do the final um, purchase of an item? I get that. But when the cycle is actually totally digital, I think, yeah, people, those guys are doing well during this time because everything, everybody just wants to get their services online now, don't they? Um, John Kagan replies to question three saying demand always spikes right before the end of the quarter while new quarter budgets are getting ready to be used. So, yeah, I've had a, a client try to do that as well um andrea cruz replies to um, gives another answer to question three saying quite a few clients have asked to focus on awareness and traffic with paid and then magically wait for the user to come back sometimes they might mention leveraging remarketing but unless they get a ton of quality traffic this is a challenge yes if you're going to do a lot of like brand awareness or awareness strategy you definitely have to have a remarketing strategy there in place because yeah what are you actually going to do with that awareness what's the, what's the actual final action you want the customer to do that strategy has to be in place as well 
And in reply to question three, we've got Mark Gustafson saying um, on online events or workshops, etc. continue to slay despite the space getting saturated. I don't know how people attend 10 online events a week, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, some people are attending loads of these online events and I'm just getting technology fatigue, to be honest. <laughs> And then in reply to question two, again, Julie replies saying, major issue lately, Facebook comments in all caps. <laughs> the level of crazy is well past 11 and has been for the past two months now. Um, Steve Hammer replies to question two saying, biggest issue is consumer overlap, both on terms and audiences or social targeting. One makes ad copy super important to make it clear that it is enterprise targeted. Um, and then we've got um, Mark Saltarelli replying to question three saying, I have been personally experienced a shift in alternative offers to the demo or trial request that are customized to personas, especially those that are sales adverse. Also, webinars uh, webinars as evergreen content, not just one time and a great comfortability with Facebook or IG. And then Andrea goes on to question four, saying, yeah, great responses so far. Let's talk a little bit about advertising platforms versus the funnel. So what platform or tactics do you use to attract top of the funnel B2B traffic? And just to give it a further explanation, this is like the whole inquiring about things. You're not really thinking about um, um, purchasing yet. You're very much in the research phase. Um, and the best, before we get into that, Steve Hammer then continues his answer on Question two, um, saying also targeting keeps getting worse on the social platforms. I could so love a targeting option that was like on an office network, even in COVID, to get in front of the right people. Um, and then, yeah, in re response to um, question three, we've got um, Camille had said the trend is that a B2B clients are nervous and edgy about the economic taking a downturn. Um, and Andrea replies, what has been your messaging to such clients? Camille replies, just touched on this with Julie being through 2008. In every case, it's the client that doubled down on marketing that come out stronger on the other side. The ones that pull back and cut marketing budgets struggle or fail. And yeah, Andrea replies, I love this. In this crazy, fast-paced digital marketing world, we sometimes forget we bring the user prospect to the table, aka the website. You can't fully stop that. Exactly. Because it's all about you converting that. And I think if you can bring the people to the table, you have an opportunity to convert them. Um, and then we've got um, Mark Gustafson giving another answer to question three, saying, I've been hitting remarketing hard and it's paying off. Specifically LinkedIn, LGFs, lots of search traffic still coming in, scaring this out, scaring this out fully and letting higher intent search rock right now. And I think he means scaling this out fully <laughs> and letting higher intent search rock right now. And then going on to our answers for question four, Melissa McKee replies, social is great for top of funnel. Search can be too. Using non-branded broader keywords, but only if you have good lead scoring. And in response to question two, we've got Jordan Stark saying, I find that one of the most difficult issues to work through with a client is getting their feedback to coordinate value tracking. If they have a CRM, it's a lot easier. Some don't though. And when the sales cycle is 12 months and the contract is three, 
it can get rough. Steve Hammer replies to question three, um, saying, I think there's a lot of replacement of the wine, dine and sign model that's happening right now. And this isn't easy to displace for some categories of B2B that are well entrenched with long term players. Webinars don't create the same relationship. Daniel Vardy replies to question two, saying, understanding the audience and what the client actually does and cares about. So many B2B clients have a really hard way of explaining something really simple, plus a lot of acronyms and industry terms. Dwayne Brown replies to question two, saying, where do our potential customers live and hang out online? How do we stand out in a crowded market of very similar products and brands, especially when we work with VC-backed startups or brands like WooCommerce that competes with Shopify and um, yeah, VC being venture capitalists? Andrea Cruz replies to question four saying Google Ads search. If CPC allow it, allow it can be very powerful. Facebook ads and display ads are cheap options to get users to the website for the first time. Um, and in reply to um, Daniel Vardy, where Daniel said, understanding the audience and what the client actually does and cares about. Melissa replies, yes, so true. Use plain language, not industry speak. Um, and then, yeah, reply to question four. We've got Julie Bicini going target on LinkedIn, retarget on Facebook and a LinkedIn lookalike on Facebook, including all LinkedIn traffic, has been performing well lately too. Christine Shepard said, uh, uh, replies to question three saying, I have been experimenting with in-market audiences for search and pairing them with top of funnel keywords as a way to qualify traffic. Um, and then Sam replies to question four says, I've rapidly become a fan of Quora for B2B um, top of funnel advertising, top of market, top of funnel advertising, along with Twitter, Facebook, don't let it go crazy, and OFC LinkedIn. On the search side, Microsoft advertising is awesome and got a love that Bing is a default search engine for many large companies. Daniel Vardy replies to question three, saying the shift in budgets for 2021 from conferences and in-person. B2B are still trying to figure out what to do. To question four, Steve, Steve Hammer replies saying, I've been really pushing to get audiences tagged at the top of funnel. I like using Facebook and YouTube there and then using both retargeting and lookalike on other channels. Sadly, I just don't have the options to target as much as I'd like. In reply to question four as well, Mark replies saying offers content downloads that indicate broad product interest, i.e. for Salesforce integration platform, the complete guide to Salesforce integrations, platforms always linked in and sometimes Facebook, Instagram, Quora, Twitter, display, search if CPCs are low. Mm, when are CPCs low in terms of B2B? Kami Karras replies saying, I'd say this is more difficult and we use our SEO and social media branches more often for this content marketing, educational, inbound. Most of our B2B clients don't have to pay for that upper funnel traffic directly. Um, Andrea continues her answer to um, question four saying another challenge is telling the client, hey, I'm going to target man managers. And then the client says they are not the decision making person. So explain to them that there are multiple stakeholders in the decision and use top of the funnel traffic to target them. Dwayne Brown replies to many Brown um, he replies to question three saying to many brands look alike and don't stand out. Not a great trend at all. And in reply to question four, Mark Gustafson goes all about search. Social will work exponentially better when high quality search traffic is coming to the site. Remarketing lookalike audiences and Facebook can kill it if built on the foundation of a lot of high quality traffic or data flowing through. Um, and then, um, yeah, Julie Bicini replies to question 
replies to Andrea's um, answer to question four, where Andrea had said another challenge is telling the client, hey, I'm going to target managers. Then the client says they are not the decision-making person, etc. And Julie replies to that, a tough sell, but an effective strategy is to target low-level people in desirable companies. The VP is not doing the research. Ad admin or lower level person is. They are the ones deciding on the options the VP sees. So yeah, they filter through. So give them the options to filter um, through. John Kagan replies to question four saying focus on long tail specific keywords that are less common on the consumer side and a lot of affinity in market audience targeting. Um, and then Andrea replies to um, Sam's answer to question four saying, I've rapidly become a fan of Quora for B2B top of funnel advertising. Andrea replies, Quora is amazing for B2B. I always remind JD Pratter to please add job title targeting. They would kill it. Uh, Sam replies, yes. JD replies, not enough people fill out their job titles too. They don't have a great way to verify accuracy. Three, I'm no longer at Quora. Is that right? That is so interesting. I think we just all have thought that <laughs> JD has been Quora um, for now. And um, yeah, Sam reply gives a very good answer to that saying, but JD, who's the guy now? So who's our... Quora person now, JD replies, Unclair as they dissolved the marketing team back in June. What? That is shocking. I'm not happy with that news. Yeah, we need to know who the Quora person now is so that that person can join our PPC chat conversations. Um, and then, yeah, Daniel Vardy replies to question four saying, Facebook is killing it for stuff I'm doing recently. I used to think B2B on Facebook was so hard, but we finally figured out some things with targeting, ad types, etc. I'm a Facebook hater normally, but I'll be damn. The client is happy. I'm happy. So, yeah. Dwayne Brown replies to question four saying anything search related from Google and Microsoft to Quora ads. And in response to question four, I, I give my tidbits of my experience from years ago about um, doing doing um, paid search on B2B and saying that, yeah, in the years ago that I used to work on B2B client, we used top of funnel with paid search as well. But the chunk of the budget did go to the bottom of funnel kind of searches. So all those like research kind of searches did always go um, yeah, we did put a bit of, of budget behind it and um, we did all the all the level, all the funnel levels on paid search. Um, also, like in terms of like SEO and social media is something that we use. I put SEM there, but I actually meant SEO. And then going on to um, question five, Andrea gives us what platforms or tactics do you use to capture middle of the funnel leads from B2B traffic? And yeah, my answer to that, well, it's, it is paid search um, that we use mainly for that one as well. And then in reply to question four, we've got Jordan Starks going custom intent affinity display campaigns have been doing really well for us lately. Then we remarket on LinkedIn and Facebook. To question five, Tim Jensen um, replies saying LinkedIn is an obvious sweet spot for this. Yes, remember our quiz question. You're now seeing why LinkedIn was the topic. Um, good old GDN retargeting too if you've segmented people with top of funnel interest. And in reply to question five, we've got El Chesco and you have to go with LinkedIn ads here. I still like Google retargeting as well. And in response to question five, um, again, Andrea Cruz goes, in my opinion, LinkedIn is the best platform to guarantee you are sending quality traffic through the middle of your funnel. Um, and to answer that as well, John Kagan replies saying, push more on price-based searches. But what platform, John, what platform is the question there? 
And then in response to um, question five, we've got uh, Mark Saltarelli going um, LinkedIn ads all the way, lookalikes, job titles, skills, and group audience make this very doable. I would say promote some sort of gated demo video or an evergreen webinar as a strong middle of funnel asset. Uh, Mark Gustafson replies, everyone knows about LinkedIn ads, such a rich B2B data set. Let that be your filter so you don't clog up um, sores you don't clog up the sales with leads. It's also the least sophisticated platform when it comes to bid automation. So small audiences are okay. Here, Kamikaris replies, custom intent, Google and Bing retargeting. We are also working with Clutch and LinkedIn. I have not heard of Clutch. Um, and then um, Sam replies saying, really pe depends. I do like LinkedIn, but I can get, but it can get expensive. I've been all about a navigate them through by community navigate through them through by committee approach with GDN or YouTube search Quora plus Twitter I use LinkedIn at the top of um, funnel more than the middle um, I have I want access to those audiences earlier let's let's try that again so Sam replies really depends I do like LinkedIn but it can get expensive I've been all about a navigate them through by committee um, approach with GDN or YouTube search Quora plus Twitter I use LinkedIn at the top of funnel more than the middle because I want access to those audiences early. And then Andrea takes us to um, question six, um, going, what platforms or tactics do you use to capture bottom of the funnel leads from B2B traffic? And there is where I say that, yeah, this is where search for us shines because it's all about, um, yeah, lead gen, you know, the bit where you're saying buy now and, and getting the customer to actually make the purchase there so this is your buy now pages this is where you're sending customers to the buy now pages or fill this form here it's basically the point of conversion but even then um i'll also point out a conversation piece here that because when i when it was on question five i replied saying that looks like linkedin is the winner here and i'm not even going to argue this even though unfortunately it wasn't a, a popular opinion when i was doing b2b about seven years ago because yeah B2B was not really big back then and um, B2B advertising using LinkedIn wasn't as advanced as it is now. And Drea replies, yeah, really? Why? Was it back in 2017 when people um, thought the LinkedIn audience was only job seekers? And I was like, yeah, pretty much expensive job seekers as well. And yeah, things are not as expensive, but also not very um you know, conducive to what people want to do when it comes to, I feel, a middle of funnel. Um, Karina Marcano replied to question five, same channels, same as top funnel, except um, expecting, accepting of YouTube, but with different audience retargeting, targeting and ex expected action, i.e. remarketing content visitors to bring to product pages. And if they don't sign up, remarket them later with gated content that introduces product value. And then to question six, we've got Andrea Cruz said remarketing of very specific keywords on Google with tons of bid modifiers based on audience behavior and so on. John Kagan replied, LinkedIn is the way. So yeah, middle of funnel, to, um, top of funnel. Yeah, yeah, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. LinkedIn is definitely the winner here as well. And then going on to Daniel Vardy's answer to question five, we've got follow up question. Has anyone tried advertising on podcast or connected TV? Oh, advertising on podcast. I have not tried that yet because I don't think my audience will be up for that. But who knows? Maybe it's, it's just like a little bit at the beginning of the end. 
it won't um, drive away my already quite small audience. Um, <laughs> Sam replies to question six, saying in an ideal world, it's some combination of late stage remarketing, branded search plus email. In reality, it's those things plus some lead forms, LinkedIn and Facebook, depending on the client. Mark Gustafson replies, give me lead gen forms. If you have data that an audience is an ideal fit, um, reduce friction. You can also just reduce form lines for these audiences and enrich the data later. Um, and then we've got, and then we've got uh, Mark Saltarelli's answer to question six, saying product related search keywords on Google Bing. In some instances, job title targeting and lookalikes have worked for me on LinkedIn and Facebook, like on Facebook and for Facebook lookalikes only here. Retargeting demo abandoners and top of funnel conversions across paid social display and search CRM remarketing. Um, and then in reply to question six, we've got a uh, Corina saying definitely paid search, but also what I call lower remarketing, remarket product page visitors with value of the features of the product to help them sign up and try them out. That's such a good idea. And I think that's something <laughs> people should take away. And an interested, interesting answer um, in terms of Daniel Vardy's um, question saying, has anyone tried advertising on podcasts or connected TV? Mark tested, Mark Saltarelli tested podcast for a restaurant, restaurant tech company years ago to little trackable success. Um, Andrea replied, traffic is good, qualified. The issue is how to track performance. Yes, that is something we have said to be quite important, which is definitely very important. And in reply to um, question six, El Chase goes remarketing, remarketing, and more remarketing. If your audiences are big enough, I like to segment further, but that is not always an option. In reply to question six, Daniel Vardy goes, Google and remarketing still works better. The real problem is the feedback loop for closing rates and the high CPCs of some of these keywords. Sometimes it's just better getting 100 Facebook leads for low CPCs that you know are lower quality than five Google search leads. Jordan Stark replies, I do a higher intent remarketing, so not just people who have been on site, but those who have spent extra time visiting, visited key pages or downloaded the white paper, layer that with demographics and converting audiences, etc. Tim Jensen replies, remarketing customer lists from people who have interacted with the company. Mark Subol replies to question six, saying Google and Bing long tail search, remarketing and remarketing with asset on LinkedIn or Facebook ads in some cases cases. Mark Saltarelli continues his answer to question six saying CRM retargeting is one of my favorite things to do across paid social, especially with the HubSpot ads add-in. If you have enough contacts, you can really work some magic converting top of funnel leads and cold um, MQLs or SQLs. And um, he puts shameless plug, there's um, a, Cypress, a Cypress North article he has redirected us to um because yeah he works for them and i'm like why not because it's um an article that is titled what is crm what is crm retargeting why is it a necessity for b2b digital marketing and i i think that'll be a good read for you guys as well and then in response to question six, I believe this is, El Chase goes, have not seen anyone say YouTube yet, but feel like that could be great tool as well for B2B audiences. My current clients do not have the resources for it, but it feels like this will also be great for top of funnel or bottom of funnel. Melissa McKee replies, YouTube is great if you have good video assets. Many B2B clients do not. Um, El Chase replies, yeah, I ask 
I ask some if they would like to and they get excited, but then they say the but we don't have any good enough material or the budget. And it's at this point that Joe Martinez actually goes on a smaller budget account should at least try the video builder tool. Hard to complain about free video templates. And yeah, if it comes out good, I don't see yeah, what's wrong with that. And I've actually signed up for that. So yeah, go on YouTube and just look for the video builder beta um, and you you might be put on that one as well. Daniel Vardy replies to question six again, of course, then you might run into an issue with the sales team. All these leads are crap. There still needs to be enough lead volume to help you make smart decisions. Melissa McKee replies, branded search and remarketing. And in response to um, John Kagan going, LinkedIn is the way. Andrea replies, really hard to make someone request a demo or fill a contact us form on LinkedIn. How are you easing that conversation for them? Uh, Mark replies, self-guided demos are fire. Let the user see your product stress-free. Imagine a B2C requiring a call with a sales associate. Um, uh, um, Cami replies, as a, business as a business consumer, this is the most effective way to me personally. I hate CRMs. I'm pretty much blocked all companies that use them if i see another can i schedule a 30 minute demo tomorrow at 1 p.m email i will scream don't have time for that and then cami goes on to question um seven saying that yeah we talked about all the platform and tactics you use um hence which platform or tactics do you avoid for b2b accounts and in response to question seven, we've got Melissa McKee going Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, unless the client has a very visual product. Snapchat and TikTok skew to young decisions. Makers do not have time to fart around on these apps. Yeah, definitely. Tim Jensen replies, I'm glad I finally had the chance to play with Pinterest ads for a B2C client recently, but I honestly don't see a B2B use for that platform. Um, we've got um, John Kagan replying Snapchat. And then we've got um, Tim Jensen replying as far as tactics to avoid trying to push a quote or purchase right away is the wrong tactic for B2B products with a long sales cycle, except maybe for some search keywords with very high intent. So yeah, when I had um, B2B, a B2B client, when people were searching for the SKU numbers, which is definitely high intent, we were pushing a quote and a purchase right away. So in terms of B2B, yeah, when it comes to... Um, um, yeah, what you push at, at the get-go, I do agree with Tim that you do not want to push a quote, but if it's a high intent keyword, like the product code or the SKU code, yeah, that's when you then push right away and um, push a quote and a purchase right away. Um, and then we've got Julie Bicini replying to question seven saying, I have not done much Instagram and no Pinterest or Snapchat for B2B clients. Very little YouTube either, as um, Melissa McKee said, often lack of video assets, which is a shame. Um, Sam replied, I tend to avoid Pinterest, Yahoo, Snap plus TikTok, though I'm starting to see opportunities for some strategic Snap ads in the right B2B context for the right audience snap ads really for b2b interesting i'd like to hear about that jordan stark replies to question seven saying yeah um in, in agreement with julie bicini same never done snap or pinterest very little facebook l chase replies uh, to question seven saying linkedin just kidding of course not uh snapchat and pinterest are the two that come to mind off the top of my head that i would avoid for b2b and then Andrea um, gives us question eight, our last question of the day, saying, what's your wish list for B2B advertising? Andrea Cruz replies, job title, targeting and company size filtering everywhere. 
And in reply to question eight as well, Tim Jensen goes, in general, we'll all, in general, would always love to have more accuracy in attribution, but that's a pretty major problem to fix. And yeah, that is not just in B2B, that's just everywhere. And in reply to question eight, Melissa McKee replies saying that, where do I start job title targeting, at least offer it, better UIs for LinkedIn and Twitter, more retargeting options, better tracking all the way through the funnel, connect the dots better. This is on clients usually. And then she continues more B2B friendly features, looking at you, Google, ways to opt out of crazy stuff that doesn't apply to B2B, looking at you, Google again. <laughs> yeah, those are some very good wish lists there and Google need to shape up. Then Julie Bicini replies for question 18 for platforms to realize that B2B is a huge market and give us capabilities that are geared towards lead gen more for clients to realize that marketing still takes tremendous effort and expense, even though it is now mostly digital. Um, and then we've got um, Carolina, so Karina even replying to question seven, saying we think our personas are not using any of the new-ish social media platforms, so we don't use much Instagram or GDN, and we've never used Snapchat, Pinterest, or TikTok. Um, Mark also replies to question seven, saying I avoid Reddit, Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, and sometimes display. I've actually had a surprising amount of success with Instagram. Interesting. Um, and Mark Zubel goes back to answer question eight, saying better interfaces to scale and do things quicker and more efficiently i wish every platform had an offline editor to expedite expedite um daniel vada replies with every client of full connectivity from their crm to the platforms so we can tell good or bad leads and not have to pull two sources of data and patch l chase replies to question eight saying oh my god more segmentation abilities across platforms of course per my video comment more great video assets by b2b clients Kami Karis replies saying that more clients understanding customer funnels, lifetime value and ROI. You don't get $100,000 contract on a single $2 CPC. Yeah, it's a long journey and there's a lot to be done for that kind of return. Mike Saltarelli replies job title targeting and quality lookalikes on every platform, more CRMs, marketing, automation platforms with integrations with ad platforms and support beyond Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, easier connection of deals information to network for ROI optimization or reporting and um yeah before we we go I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll reply I'll give Melissa a couple more replies because yeah we're coming to an end there um Melissa goes the engines have a lot of room for improvement yeah yeah definitely she mentioned a few there Karina replies I'll go back to your second question full integration of channels paid and others with the CRM to have better and data-driven information about the impact of our paid media investment, the quality of leads and an accurate ROAS. Julie replies, the best digital marketing in the world will not make up for a terrible web experience, a bad or ill-positioned product or service. And finally, salespeople still need to actually make sales close. When it comes to B2B, that is definitely very important. That is why they're there in the first place. Um, and yeah, that is the end of our chat. And even like that, that little like twing from my little ping from my ipad <laughs> it also confirms that for me um and then yeah we've got some great chats about b2b there that is one of this is what has been one of our longest ones it makes me feel like you know i'm missing out on a lot in, in terms of different strategies and platform ideas by not doing b2b who knows maybe that'll be something for the future so i hope you've gotten um a great takeaway from that but before we get we close on this chat what's the answer to our 
our quiz. Um, so yeah, what was the, I'll remind you of the question again. When did the first ad run on LinkedIn? And the answer is 2005. Um, and yeah, but if you do know the month or date, please feel free to comment on that on uh, my Facebook page, um, the group, um, LinkedIn, or even like, yeah, Twitter. Um, Instagram anywhere um, with the handle MindSwan PPC or the Instagram page PPC chat underscore roundup. So hope you found this talk useful, took some great takeaways. And um, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solution, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com. And remember for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.